You have to be there to validate yourself, even if everyone around you is radio silent. Welcome to Start Somewhere, the podcast. My name is Isabel Prestia, and I'm your host. Every Tuesday, I inspire you with a brand new episode covering mindset, motivation, self-empowerment, and so much more. It's time to start somewhere together. Welcome back to a episode of Start Somewhere. I'm so excited because I have a very, very special guest on the show today. I have a lovely lady called Nista. She is a speaker, author, and mindset coach specializing in helping people navigate identity through spiritual practices such as the law of attraction, manifestation, and energy. Nista, welcome to the podcast. Thank you as well for having me. I'm so excited to be here. I know we've been chatting for like a few days now and we just kind of hopped on and it's been a really natural conversation back and forth over Messenger. So I'm excited to chat more and be here. Yeah, we're just saying like we, I put it out there about a week ago and it just happened so like perfectly. I feel like, you know, the stars just aligned for this. And as I just said, your specialty, like I think that's that's such a big theme in my podcast at the moment. I'm really getting into more like spiritual episodes. And when I came across your page, I was like, oh, this girl is perfect. So I'm so excited to host you today. I'm so glad. I'm excited. Amazing. So I do like to start all of my interviewees with an opening question. And so habits and routines, they're a huge, huge part of myself and also the podcast. So Nista, what is a non-negotiable in your morning routine? Yeah, a non-negotiable for me is doing my daily walk. Like I have to do my daily morning walk. I got to get my body outside and moving and I have to get that fresh air. Um, Especially like after you wake up, you're so cramped and I feel like your body needs a little bit of motion. And so that's that's my non-negotiable. I got to go and get myself out of the house, even if it's for a five minute stroll around my neighborhood. So I love that. Is that like the very, very first thing you do? Like, do you have like a coffee or anything like that first or pretty much? I actually like... Yeah, I actually like doing my coffee after and like getting settled, but I I like immediately first thing before I even reach my phone, literally getting up, going downstairs, no matter like what I'm wearing, if I'm in my PJs, just literally walking in front of my house, I need that energy and then I come back and then I'll do the coffee and the journaling and all that fun stuff. I love that. I love that. Mm -hmm. I've been wanting to do that more so, but I think I need to just get into that habit of getting up and just going outside and getting the fresh air and that type of stuff because I know like it's so beneficial. It's definitely like um like a, a very intentional like okay I gotta get up and I gotta have my mind focused on that front door and get myself down and out of the house um it has to be something on your mind or else it's very easy to you know grab that phone it's very tempting and I've definitely been there so yeah. yeah I mean it's just a habit I guess you know setting yourself up and sticking to it and then yeah it becomes second nature. Yeah, and I think it's also like just the habits that you enjoy because a lot of people can put pressure on them on themselves to develop maybe like any habit that they've just read about um, or seen in a YouTube video and been like, oh, I need to like do this for X amount of days. And it's like the reason that I get up and I can get myself on the walks every day is because they make me happier than any other habit. So it's, you know, it's a dopamine thing. It's like my brain wants to um, get myself out the door and it's like a rewarding experience in a sense. So I'm able to do it. 
I love that. I love that. Amazing. All right. Well, I'm so super keen to get straight into this episode because I'm sure as all my listeners would know, they're really aligned with the topics I'm sharing as well at the moment. So a lot of my past episodes have really been on manifesting and I'm really just trying to like set the scene for a lot of the listeners just to really understand how to manifest. Um, And so when I was actually researching and looking on your website, I came across this quote. I mean, I'm going to call it a quote, but I came across this on your website and it really resonated with me. And you shared, I realized that for so long, I had been hiding my spirituality. I was afraid to speak out about ideas such as the law of attraction, manifestation, and and the energy of thought and fear. And this resonated with me so much because I feel I had been saying I wanted to get into more episodes on these topics. And I feel like maybe I was perhaps afraid or like suppressing this side of me as well, probably like out of judgment or fear. And I'd really love to know, how did you overcome these obstacles? Yeah. And that's the thing too. It's like, I feel like when we talk about overcoming fear, it seems like such a transformative thing where it's like, here's the one thing I did. And it was almost like super revolutionary. But I, what I love, you know, talking about in my content is how it takes time to desensitize yourself to any fear that you have, whatever that looks like. In this case, for me, it was fear of judgment because you know, you suddenly get on social media after graduating college and you're talking about manifesting and it's like, oh my gosh, all these people I had class with, like all my friends who like, you know, a few of them didn't even believe in the idea. So it was like, my face is just out here on social media. I'm representing this idea that I've stayed quiet about. So it's not an overnight thing. It's very much continuous, incremental, Mm -hmm. intentional decisions that you take knowing that it's going to be fearful it's kind of like the Brene Brown concept of like feel the fear and do it anyways where the fear is sitting in the back seat and you just have to do it because you know the end goal for you outweighs whatever you're feeling in this moment and being able to make that decision time and time again to the point where it's not I'm not going to say that it's never scary but it's a lot less scary like for me now getting on TikTok and talking about the law of attraction is fun but a year and a half ago it was like absolutely terrifying and it was something where I would go and I would private my account randomly because I would just get into spirals and rabbit holes in my head of like oh my god that person from college is gonna see and I'll be honest it still happens now it's been a year and a half and it's still you know it's something that I think about um it that's the thing too it's like I want to be so real about it that I don't know if that fear ever fully goes away I don't want to plant that as like a limiting belief in anyone who's listening's mind because maybe it could 100% go away for you I believe in modalities like hypnotherapy and all that stuff and that's another thing but just being very realistic about it is like it takes a while and it's gonna sit there and you're gonna have to just feel it and do it anyways because at that point it comes down to prioritizing the end goal and where the end goal is going to take you over whatever you're feeling in this moment. So that's kind of how it was for me, just continuous decisions to show up every day. Um, And also being able to remind myself of this is actually impacting people. So every comment that I got that was like, thank you so much. I learned a lot from this or wow, like this is really inspiring or whatever it was. I was able to sit back and be like, okay, well, these are people who in some way are being impacted by my content, either they're starting to make their own content or they're starting to get back to some hobbies that they've pushed in the back burner because they're afraid of judgment. So there's just so much power into stepping into your power. And I think that cascade isn't talked about enough either. 
Um, and that's what I have to keep reminding myself is like, I'm not doing this for me at this point, you know, there's just so many people involved. So I think it's very rewarding in that sense, hearing how many people have connected to themselves after you started to do the same for yourself. I resonate so much with all of that, especially when you said, feel the, feel the fear and do it anyway. That was such a big kind of mantra I was telling myself when I started my podcast and it's all about start somewhere. So very, very similar mm-hmm. to what you're saying. And um, can you explain a little bit more when you were saying like, it's the bigger purpose, like you're, you're putting that content out there to help other people. Like what was kind of um, like you were starting, you were putting it out there, you're showing up, you're showing your face. And then what kind of clicked when you realized like, Hey, I'm not just doing this for me anymore. I'm doing this for, you know, so-and-so who's commenting on my stuff and I can see it's helping them. Like what kind of, what did that transition look like? Yeah. And even that takes time too, because when you first yeah. start posting videos, you know, like you might not get any likes or any it's comments consistency and, and, you know, self-belief, mm-hmm. isn't it? Yeah. It's really what it is. And I'm sure like you can relate so much, but it's like, then maybe after two weeks, you'll get one positive comment. And then after three weeks, you'll get a couple more. And then after a couple months, you'll get your first hate comment. And that's like its own milestone of like, oh my gosh, like my first hate comment. And it makes you question everything because uh-huh. um, you're just not used to approaching that on the internet. That's something yeah. that I think, you know, influencers and celebrities and people in the social media space, like will admit that it took so much time for them to navigate how to, you know, handle negativity and hate. So it's, that's a gradual thing too, where it's like, as humans, it can be so easy for us to internalize one negative comment and allow that to outweigh all of the positive comments. And it's like, what I started doing actually is creating, um, not even like an album, like I just speak. So I screenshot whenever I get like a positive comment or like a friend texts me and they're like, Hey, I'm so proud of you. Like, you're just, I'm, I'm like, I'm seeing what you're doing, whatever. I screenshot it and I just favorite it um, in my camera roll. So if I'm ever having those like thoughts that are, you know, questioning everything, I'm, I'm getting super in my head, I'll just go back and be like, well, this is what counts. Like, these are people who are noticing it. Um, so, you know, even that I think takes a while of, because for a while you'll put out things and be like, okay, are these people just being nice? Like, mm-hmm. this is just one comment. Are they just being nice? You know? And then after some time, it's like, you really start to see it. You start to dip your toes into more things. For me, that was in the form of, trying trying coaching and being able to continue that and expanding that practice and going from TikTok to podcasting and just connecting with amazing people through that. So I think it was those different branches that I'm like, wait, no, there is more impact happening here. There are more transformations happening here. And I have to believe in that. Like I have to trust these people who are getting back to me and giving me that feedback. Um, yeah. I love that. And that really brings me so perfectly into, I really want to talk more. What was your mindset when starting? Because, you know, it can be so daunting or it can be so off-putting or maybe it's just so oversaturated. There's so many people out there doing such similar things. So yeah. what was your mindset like when starting? No, that's that's an amazing question. I don't know if I've ever like even just been asked that because I love coming so on podcasts and chatting. <laughs> that's such a good question because yeah, to be honest, when I started, it wasn't so much of like, because now I think that now I'm like, oh my God, there's so many people in the coaching yeah. space. There's so many people in social media in the best way, because I think everyone has a voice. And I tell everyone, I'm like, get on social media, make content, you know? Yeah. Um, but when I first started, it wasn't even like, oh, there's so many people in the space. It's so saturated. When I first started, I was just terrified for myself. I was like, this is something I want to do. 
I really fear judgment. I fear what people are going to say about me. And this was right after I graduated. So like everyone around me was getting jobs and I was committing to this full time. So it was like a lot more than just, oh, this space is so saturated. Will I succeed? It was like, Nista, are you sure about this? Like, are you really about to make this decision? Commit full time? Do this? What's this going to look like long term? It's just so many questions about like the sustainability of what it would look like. And more so just judgment and what people would say and if it was even quote-unquote realistic to talk about these things and monetize off of them and create a living off of them so for me it was a lot of just doubt around the entire possibility um and it was really and I always give credit to these people Haley Hoffman Smith Catherine Zenkina who's the manifestation babe it's people like them who I'm like, these girls started when they were my age. Like they started and by their mid twenties, like manifestation babe hit her million dollar goal. Haley Hoffman Smith is living her dream life in New York, like thriving coaching practice. And so I was seeing these girls do things that for me were like long-term dreams, but in their twenties, like soon after college, you know, they started and then obviously worked their way up. So those people for me were like, sort of, I always call them like, they, they kind of helped me shatter my own limiting beliefs because I was like, it's possible. They're doing it. So it's possible. And the only difference between myself and from them is that I don't believe in myself enough. That's what I realized in that moment. I was like, how come they did it? And I can't. And I was like, they just believe these girls invested, you know, manifestation, they've invested, I think over 500,000 into her own growth, into conferences, books, just being in the right places at the right times, but like putting herself in positions where she knew it would happen that way. Um, and same with Haley, it's like time and time again, she started her nonprofit, published her book. So I'm like, these people are believing in themselves to continuously put themselves out there. And I'm not doing that. That was really the groundbreaking thing for me. And I was like, well, when am I going to start? So that's when YouTube came about and then TikTok and it led to the other thing. So it really was like, a six, seven, eight month thing of like, Nista, keep believing yourself because other people are doing it and you just have to continue putting yourself out there. And that's why like, if you, you know, I have friends who are like, who would always joke and be like, dude, you're a workaholic, you're always working. And I was like, this is just me like continuously trying to put out every single thing I can energetically to see how it's going to respond. And it's like, it always comes back. It comes when you invest in yourself energetically, financially, mentally, emotionally, it's going to come back. Um, so that's what I learned from them. That's kind of, you know, that was also not overnight. That's, it took a long time to believe that I would be able to do that instead of immediately entering corporate right after college. It wasn't overnight. Wow, I adore that response. I resonate with absolutely all of that. And what kind of, how did you work on cultivating that self-belief? Because like you said, you know, it's not an overnight thing. It, it takes months and the whole workaholic thing, like I resonate as well. Like I think I'm addicted to working because I just want to put out so much and I just, I adore what I do. And it's, I guess, you know, me and you, we've both kind of reached that self-belief phase. So what's kind of something we can share with the listeners to help them cultivate some self-belief? Yeah, I would love for just both of us to be able to share that. Like, I'll go and then you can go and share, like, any, you know, like, words of wisdom from our experience. But for me, like, again, it was just a process. It was continuing to show up, like, whether that was on TikTok, whether that was a podcast, even if I wasn't, you know, and, and when you start, I'm, I don't know, if, I don't want to speak for you, but 
I'm curious if you had a similar experience where it was like you're starting and you really want everyone around you to be like, oh my gosh, yeah, like this is so cool. And seeing this, you want your friends and your family to like support you. And sometimes this is such a new space that they don't understand what's happening. Like they don't understand it and it's really hard for them. So they're not going to sit there and be like, you're amazing for this pot. Like, you know, like they might not even listen to it or like, or give you any acknowledgement. So it's hard because you have to be able to give that to yourself especially in those times when you so badly want your friends and your family like being there and cheering you on supporting you you have to be there to validate yourself even if everyone around you is radio silent like everyone that's really what it comes down to so there's not really tips and tricks or hacks on how to develop self self self-belief it really is like an intentional questioning within yourself of like, is this worth it? Am I still going to do this? Do I still believe in the end goal? And there's going to be times where maybe you just, you're going to say no. Like there were times where I would pull up LinkedIn and I would literally be scrolling through jobs as I'd be editing a podcast on the side, oh, just because That's there was like, last week. <laughs> right. It happens all the time. And I, so it I just makes me feel so human because like I would listen to manifestation based podcasts. And obviously like I told you her and Haley for me are like, Oh my gosh, like these girls are doing it all. And she talks about how she and her husband still to this day, multi-million dollar business are just like, is this worth it? So I don't think creating and, and freelancing and entrepreneurship, like I don't think these things ever get easy because a lot of it is like a mental game. Um, So I'm curious to hear your, feedback and how your journey was quite quite similar in terms of I think the biggest thing that I've learned is you have to be your own cheerleader and your own best friend that is what has continuously driving me and I feel the more um, I've shared a lot of kind of my my journey in the past few months on my podcast but I've had a real transition phase in terms of my jobs and the direction I'm going in and um, the thing that's been driving me is my self-belief like that is literally my motivation and the more and more I'm following you know, it sounds so cheesy, but following my dreams, following my passions, the more self-belief I have. And I, I'm just so proud of myself. And that is what keeps me going. But that took like four or five years. Like that took a hell of a long time to cultivate, but it's really now, like it's really shining. And I think that's what's making me work so hard. And cause I believe in it. And yeah, like I have the same days, like just last week, I was having a mini break and I'm like, what am I doing with my life? And, you know, I was scrolling LinkedIn and it's hard. Like you go so between and yeah, the, the whole entrepreneurship journey is very a mental game, very up, very down. It's, um, it's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. And I love how raw you are about it too. It's like, because people from the outside can look in and be like, wow, these people have it together, you know? Cause that's what I would say about like manifestation, babe. And then I heard her say that and I was like, wow, it's never really a linear thing. Like it never is. And I think that's just what makes it so relatable because to whoever is listening, if you guys want to start making content, like hosting a podcast, being on TikTok, writing a book, whatever you want to do, it's like, there's just never a right time. And there's no superhuman that it takes to do it. Like we live in a world where, and I always tell people this, like we have the resources to just put ourselves out there and literally you know, like if you choose to not get a job and want to be in this space, like we have the resources to come out here and make a living through these things. You know, I think we're just so blessed and privileged to be in this era where, and even if it's not like a thing, a career thing for you, 
just putting your voice out there and seeing how that could impact someone. Like we're so lucky to be able to listen to people around the world and to be living in a space where we can do that literally at the tip of our fingers. So it's like, why wouldn't you want to take advantage of that, you know, and just really just thinking about it, letting it sink in. I I have that thought quite often. Um, So yeah, I think it just makes it very relatable to hear that people who you might follow like podcast hosts, you might follow like, people who you think have it together it's like no we're living through real just regular thoughts questioning everything wondering if this is even worth it to keep moving forward and um you know it always looks a certain way on the outside so exactly exactly I feel like yeah we have quite similar but also different but that's it's kind of the same sort of battles that people like myself and you and people similar kind of deal with so yeah it's refreshing to talk about the struggles and let people know that it's not always, you know, sunshine and rainbows. Yeah, it's it's hard. It just mm. takes consistency yeah. and showing up for yourself. Definitely, so. definitely. So I really, I feel this really works well into the next part. So I really want to talk more about your work. Um, I think this is really going to kind of piggyback onto what we've just said with the whole mindset, habit, routine sticking. Um, so firstly, your work tends to focus a lot on shifting away from conventional personal development jargon. So can you explain what this is? I was interested when I read this. (laughs) Yeah, so I know for myself, when I first started, you know, posting on YouTube, I was just watching so many like morning routine videos on YouTube and, um, you know, like, yeah, and they're aesthetic, they're fun. But what I was noticing is like, there's a lot of this really like, almost masculine hustle culture type of energy to a lot of these videos. Um, Not so much just the morning routine ones, but a lot of the personal development books that you'll find or a lot of the personal development, like self-help resources you'll find on YouTube. It's just very like regimented and it's almost like, okay, you want to be a millionaire? We'll wake up at 5 a.m. every single day. Um, And it's giving out this information that people – will believe and they'll internalize and believe if they don't have any reason not to. And I think that there is just so much power in understanding yourself and understanding how we all function differently. And um, I literally talked about Manifestation Babe like seven times already, but I'm going to quote her again. (laughs) She talks about how she was like, that's whatever you believe becomes a a belief system of yours and that can be limiting in its own way. whether you see it as limiting or not, it's just innately going to be limiting to other possibilities. So if you see waking up at 5 a.m. and you equate that to that's what I need to do to being a millionaire, then that in a way is limiting because it's like, well, I can't wake up at seven and be a millionaire. And she was like, I literally shifted my entire mindset to just not believe that and believe that I could wake up at 10 a.m. and still be one. And so her work just speaks to me so much because it's all based on your personal functioning, your energy as a person, what beliefs you choose to adopt and how powerful it is to carry certain beliefs because they will literally shape your reality. And we hear that stuff again and again in the law of attraction community. And it's almost to the point where it sounds cliche and woo-woo, but then I see it in context with um, how she functions and how she helps her clients and her customers who take her courses and it's like wow these are actual intentional habits that I can choose to believe will amplify my life in some way and I can choose to adopt them and still have the same results without what these personal development videos are telling me 
So I shifted from, you know, doing a lot of those really objective morning routines and objective habits to asking myself like, okay, I really like doing morning walks, but I don't like doing morning workouts. I love evening workouts. And so can I still, is that still okay? Like I'm, I start questioning myself because then you see all these books that are like, you should exercise before the... And it's like, well, no, I just enjoy my evening like workout so much. And that's what works for me. And I get excited to do it. So be it, you know, there, it's like, it took me so long to accept that the typical way of doing things according to these personal development resources just doesn't have to be the only way. I think that's the best way to put it. So um, what I do is just help people figure out like, is this really what you want to do? Where does this belief come from? Does it come from society? Does it come from friends, family? Like, where is it stemming from? And what in you is allowing yourself to perpetuate it? And how do we allow ourselves to shift it to create a different sort of habit or system that works for us? And how do you help them recognize that and then actually make the actionable changes? Yeah, so a lot of it is just very similar to a talk therapy session. So it's just like chatting. A lot of people will come to me really being introspective already and being like, hey, I noticed myself doing this or I noticed this particular, you know, behavior that I keep repeating. And a lot of them like will have already done some kind of inner work. So they come to me knowing like I already know I perpetuate this behavior. Some of them, it's more of a thing where in the call itself, we'll be having a conversation and it always helps to have, you know, another perspective because then I as a coach can identify, okay, maybe here are some blind spots. Or, hey, have you considered this? Or, hey, you're saying this super, super extreme statement. Where is that coming from? Why is it yeah. super extreme, you know? So it, it always helps, I think, to just work with a coach or a therapist. I love my therapist. I love going to one. But um, so I think that's really important. And then in, act- in terms of making the shift, it's like, well, how can we start actually developing habits that can prove that belief wrong? So my case, you know, what I did was I had that self-doubt when I first started content creating of, oh my gosh, everyone's going to judge me and I'm not going to be able to monetize off of this career. I think those are my two biggest doubts of like, is this even realistic? And then everyone's going to laugh at me. And the only way I could overcome that was by showing up every single day and finding ways to monetize it, like to start (laughs) doing exactly what I was questioning. So that's what um, sort of the habit formation part of my sessions look like. It's like, well, how do we set up sessions? If you are, you know, you don't have much self-worth at the moment and you're working on self-worth and that's something that you're trying to develop, how can we start setting up time within our week or our day where you're doing things that can reflect that back to you? Um, And this is going to look super different for every person. This can be a hobby for some people. This can be a specific healing modality, like, mindfulness um this can be you know like something as simple as inner work journaling prompts which really allow you to probe deeper and that's the beauty too is like some of these things resonate with some clients and some just don't so we figure that out we figure out what works and what doesn't um and it's very go with the flow type of vibe while also being oriented towards the growth end of things so we're really implementing habits and we're developing actions that allow ourselves to get somewhere rather than just sticking on the healing because sometimes when we stay in the healing and we just talk through the emotions it's very easy to stay there so it's like well how do we get ourselves out right because you're here you're seeing a coach because you want to either meet a certain goal um you know have a certain outcome instead of just healing so that's that's sort of the beauty that i love about coaching is like it's very actionable and we're allowing ourselves to put that 
sort of power back into our own hands of, hey, I can do this. Like, it's all in me. It's not in anyone else. And I think, um, you know, I don't know if other types of, like, I don't know if counseling or therapy has so much of that um, set up. I love therapists. I, I value what they do. I love going to mine. But even mine takes a very coaching type of approach with me. And I love that when it's actionable and I can walk away and like have things to at least think about, even if it's not like, you know, crazy habits that I have to do. It's just something to walk away with to think about. Um, I, I think can be really helpful for some people. So it's very action-based, your work is what I can I think it just depends on the person um, because I have some people who love that and they, they love coming in and implementing the habits. And I have some people who just come and they just want to chat the whole session. They just want to speak and they just need a space to vent and they don't care about leaving with certain action points. You know, I, I always try and gear it that way because I feel like um, to me, I'm like, oh my gosh, these people are paying. I want to give them stuff to leave with. I want to give them resources. I want to give them this and that. Sometimes people don't need that. And like that's something that I have learned as a coach too. It's like sometimes they just need to talk and I just need to listen and that's all they need me for. And that's it. You know, and I have to accept that that's how I'm serving them. Um, and that can be really hard for people. Like, I'm that's sure you can relate to people who like to give. We like to give so much. And, you know, but that's something that I've learned, too. It's like not everyone is going to benefit from a super action-based approach either. Definitely. And do you find yourself learning a lot about yourself um, when helping other people? Yeah. I mean, like, just like what I said now, it's like understanding that not everyone needs what you think that they need. Right. Like some people just need that space to talk. Um, I've also definitely learned how to not impose um, my own bias. That's like the number one rule of a coach. It's like you can never, you know, impose your own biases or project your own experience. It's very you have to step back and super objective and ask the questions and let them talk. And um, some people like really hearing my perspective. So that's when I'll chime in because it offers perspective and it can be very validating for some of my clients. Um, but I've noticed at some points I've offered that and I don't think it was helpful for some of my clients. And I did that very early on in coaching. And, um, it was actually so funny that you asked that question because just earlier this week, I sent, um, an apology email to one of my clients because I noticed that I had done that with her in session, um, earlier this year. And I was like, that wasn't appropriate of me to do. So I just reached out to her saying that, but that was something I learned too, of like, Nista, you can't maybe what you had said to her was appropriate to say to a friend who was coming to you with that specific challenge, but not a client. And that's where it's different. Um, So I've learned definitely how to be a little bit more, I don't like the word formal or professional, but appropriate as a coach, you can't always have a super friendly type of approach with everyone. And I think for me, it's, it's hard because I'm a friendly person and I love chatting, but it's like, as a coach, I have to enter without any biases. Um, that's, that's kind of innately what, you know, where the benefit comes from. So. I love that. I love that. And lastly, I came across this as well on your website that really resonated. And I'm sure a lot of my listeners will resonate as well. And you said the world needs me authentically for who I am. So can you explain a little bit further what this necessarily means? And then how, I guess it also relates to overcoming, I guess, everything we've been talking about, these fearful thoughts, I guess that's even self-sabotaging in a way not having this confidence or this self-belief, like how does that, that quote there really resonate with everything? Yeah. So I think it's just this idea of, you know, going back to when it was super easy to maybe have not chosen this whole path and 
to have maybe like move forward with um you know like another rather more traditional route whatever you want to call it and it's understanding that that was so not me and I always knew that was not me and I wasn't supposed to show up in the world at that time in that way it was very different and that's why I was being called to this path it's understanding that and this is coming from a more spiritual perspective because I am someone who really has a lot of I I give a lot of value to eastern philosophy um but it's seeing everything from a soul perspective and knowing that the soul has a journey when it's here and it has a mission and a purpose when it's here and the most powerful and loving thing that I can do for literally society and humanity is embody that soul's purpose and what it was meant to do and I really believe I always say your intuition is your soul's compass so in my case it was like my intuition was nudging me to content creation and speaking and writing for a reason so the most powerful thing I can do in the world is show up as that and I didn't fully believe it until I started getting comments saying hey I'm starting YouTube again because like your videos really inspired me or people coming to me and coaching saying, Hey, like my parents really want me to be a doctor, but I want to do this other thing. And then going and starting the other thing or people coming to me and changing their majors after um, sessions with me and like understanding, okay, wow, I was never in this because I wanted to be in this. And so it's like understanding that me fully choosing this path as terrifying as it was. And as much doubt that was there and just mental like obstacles that came up, it's now cascading. Like we mentioned earlier, you know, it's helping other people step into that and helping other people realize like there are so many infinite possibilities um, in this universe that you can just claim for yourself. Um, but it really starts with being able to look inwards and be like, am I listening to that intuition or am I just following, you know, I, I don't like using the word bandwagon, but it's like not maybe not as much intentionality in what you're doing and that's where I was that's where I was a year because it's so easy like we we live in systems where we're not encouraged to have that introspection right like we go to school and it's like we're all kind of you, you hear the same conversations you hear people applying to the same few jobs or you know grad schools or career paths in general you don't hear people in like necessarily high school or college be like my dream is to be a public speaker and make content you know um so you don't believe it's realistic and that's the thing too it's like understanding that we live in a world now where you can monetize off of anything literally so me being in my power and being able to demonstrate that allows other people to believe that so that's kind of what that quote means for me I love that so much. And I think, you know, we're all just, this is very spiritual as well. We're all just souls having a human experience. Exactly. And it's all about finding, I mean, I think anyway, finding that passion, finding your purpose and yeah, making a living out of it. Like it's so possible in this day and age to make money out of so many things. I, I want to say everything, so many things. Everything. I think we're so lucky. This conversation, I feel like we are so, so similar in so much of our mindset and our work. It's so refreshing. It's so cool to like meet somebody so similar, but on the complete other side of the world. I know. It's so cool. Like what, what time is it for you where you are? It is 12.30 on a Friday afternoon at the moment. Yeah, and it is 10 p.m. out here outside of D.C. So and you're, it's Thursday night where you are, isn't it? So I'm in the future. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> where can everyone find your details? So your website, your Insta, um, how can they work with you as well? Just shout it all out now. 
Yeah. Um, so my website is nistadube.com. It's spelled N-I-S-T-H-A-D-U-B-E. Um, and then my Instagram is at nistadube. My uh, podcast is Rising. Um, so that's everywhere you can find podcasts. My TikTok is also at nistadube. And then if you did want to work with me, you can honestly just DM me on Instagram. I have a coaching tab that is on my website, nistadube.com. Um, so there's a little sign up right there if you want to go and book the Calendly. And then um, my podcast is also, there's a little tab on my website as well. If you don't find it when you search Rising, um, there should be a tab on my website. So you can just see all the episodes and stream them right there as well. So yeah. Oh, and then also my book is on my website as well. Um, so it's on the homepage. And then also in the tab that says book, um, it's called Beyond the Skin. And it is um, on Amazon, Apple Books, and um, on the online Barnes & Noble store. So yeah. Perfect. What What's your book about? So it's a poetry book and it's, um, three, it's very similar to like, oh, if you're familiar with like RH Sin, Ruby Core, yep. yes, um, very similar to oh, that wow. type of format. And it's like three parts and it's kind of about like my own self-discovery and spiritual journey, what that meant for me, what was like, what it was like. Um, it's actually sitting right here. Look like this. It's just a little purple book. Oh, beautiful. <laughs> oh my god, we'll have to do a whole episode just talking about the book now. <laughs> I would love to hear your thoughts if you just want to check it out. Um yeah, there's um the link is on my website and it's just oh, on beautiful. Amazon and there's ebooks as well. So you can just order an ebook if anyone isn't a fan of paperback. So yeah. Perfect, perfect. Well thank you so much for that. And I do like to end all of my episodes with a bit of an outro question. And that is what is something that you have recently started in your life? That I've recently started. Yeah. So mm. it could be a new habit seeing as that's what we've spoken about a lot today yeah. or anything. Yeah. Well, I think, I mean, this is like really boring, <laughs> but I think it's like, I think it's just, a, so like I told you, I'm looking at apartments because I'm going to move out to LA. And so I'm excited slash nervous to be a full adult because now I'm going to actually be living like by myself and so I started apartment hunting and I've started um, working for a social media agency. And so that's like been my first real um, like full-time job oh, outside wow. of, yeah, outside of college. So I guess it's something that I've started. It's like, I, I am working full-time. I'm going to be doing all my side projects on the side and it's, yeah. it's overwhelming. It's scaring me a little bit. I'm excited for it. I'm really thankful for it. And I think everything is stuff that I really enjoy. But I'm overwhelmed to be an adult. So that's something new that I've started. Um, apartment hunting is going really, it's, it's a fun experience for me though. So stay tuned for in a month from now and I will be out on the West Coast in LA. How exciting. And hey, I'm sure everything that you teach your clients, you can put to yourself, learning new habits and routines and, you know, balancing your business as a side hustle and working full time and everything. Yeah, I mean, you're doing it. So you're going to have to give me tips. Like, I, <laughs> that's a whole new world I'm entering. <laughs> Every day I feel like I'm just failing or trying new things. No. <laughs> That's all I have time for today. So thank you again so much, Nista. It's been such thank a pleasure you. speaking with you. Thank you so much for having me and just like introducing me to your community and your audience. I, I'm really appreciative. So thank you, Isabel. Thanks for starting somewhere with me. If you're looking for daily motivation, inspiration, and mindset hacks, Follow our journey on startsomewhere.podcast on Instagram and share this episode with somebody who's ready to start somewhere too. And I hope you have an amazing day.